We are In Bed With Books. Thank you for joining us this week. I'm Melissa. And I'm Bethany. If you'd like to find us outside of wherever you're listening from, then you can find us on our website, inbedwithbookspod.com, on Instagram at inbedwithbookspod, and find us on YouTube for video versions of the podcast and bonus episodes. So let's jump right in. How's your How's your evening? My so evening is evening. good. I've had three days of doing nothing. I nice. That has been really fun. Um, yeah, I've been cooking a lot. I'm sorry, nothing exciting. How about you? Oh, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, like honestly, right now, I would also very much like to be cooking. I haven't found the energy to cook a lot over the last like maybe a week. Yeah. I got a rice cooker, the thing that I think we were like, I'm gonna yes. I just bought one. Put... Oh my... so I'm so nice, waiting right? for it. I'm waiting for it to come. It's gonna nice, be here. nice. I'm gonna tell you it. I mean, it really solves all my problems. Yeah. This week especially, because I've gotten into the habit since I I've mean, I've had this since like early January now. I've gotten into the habit of um I'll cook up like two or three cups of rice at the very beginning of the week. Mm-hmm. And I've just got rice for the week, yeah. which has been so nice. You know what's really good for breakfast is rice with an egg on top. Girl, what do you think I've been doing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so what I make is I'll get like half cup, sometimes a little bit less, maybe like a third of a cup because it's like a, I don't have very big bowls and it's a lot of yeah. food in the thing. And I'll just reheat the rice, fry up some kale because kale is actually really really it's i can't remember the word if it's like cruciferous or something it's hearty and so like you have to heat it yeah realizing like how different kale is once you've heated it up was life-changing for me yeah so i just like fry up some kale i'll scramble up an egg or two depending on how hungry i am chop up half an avocado and then i make this little sriracha mayo Mm. And that's my breakfast every day for the last two weeks. I wish I was lying. I wish that was an exaggeration. You're so healthy. I'm a creature of habit. You're so healthy. I know. It actually has been making me feel a lot better, though. Good. Yeah. Just, you know, celiac things. Yes. (laughs) Find it where I can get it. Well, I didn't cook last night. We went and got Indian food. That was really, that was like a great idea. It's Indian so food. good. I had tikka masala, of course, and Milo had curry. Ugh. Nice. And then I had some. Is your mouth just like watering? Thinking <laughs> yes, about it, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I will say is the Indian options out here are about not not quite as extensive, but about as extensive relative to London. Really. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of ethnic food out here. Yeah. A lot of, like, the each variation of mm-hmm. Asian food. I've had some really good uh, Vietnamese out here. Mm-hmm. Which you cannot get in Phoenix. Right, right. Yeah, I feel like really there is something shit. about Texas. It's really strange. Because it's you also think Texas, like but then it's like, yeah, it's like Houston's a massive city. Very, very diverse. Yeah. Yeah. I think people don't expect it because it's Texas, but, like, it is. Yeah. Which is fair. I also didn't expect it. Even though people told me how, like, just how diverse the city can be. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't expect it. Yeah. All right. What are we talking about? Oh, my gosh. I love your mug. Thank you. 
my mom got me for this or got me this at uh got this for me <laughs> i can speak um <clears throat> my mom got this for me at the farmer's market cute yes very cute yeah um yeah so sorry i interrupted you what are no, we talking okay. about today what are we talking about today we're talking about guild yes by raven kennedy yes the first in the plated prisoner series i finished mine um four hours ago four and a half no three and a half hours ago Same. nice nice that's really great i i love yeah. to think that we're like reading at the same time <laughs> like in real time i love that like that like spiritual book reading yes like connection that we have you like slapping your paperback closed and me slapping my ebook closed at the same time yeah across time zones yeah exactly across eons like eons. connected by this single thread yes i did listen to it for a spell that's fair so there's <laughs> so there's a part of the book where i need there's some plot holes that i like, missed <laughs> that i need clarification holes no but like in their holes in my brain head. holes yes <laughs> and i'm like i'm like why are they leaving the city like i don't okay. know why they left so i need some i was gonna read <laughs> about it it's so bad okay just like that's like a huge plot, point. <laughs> huge plot point i'm like why are they leaving where are they going and why okay okay do you want to jump right into that or do you want to do some let's do that and then we'll do whatever you want let's just we're here let's, let's go yeah, we're for here it. we're already here okay okay so the reason they were leaving highwell the like the plated castle yeah is because the king midas who first of all i don't like right i'm i'm sure you could have expected no i mean i don't think we're supposed to i hope yeah. not like, I didn't think so, but then the way that the book ended, I was like, are we? Yeah. So he framed the king of the fifth kingdom. Yeah. So, or I guess not really framed, but like... Um, tricked him. Tricked him, thank you. He tricked him into taking his entire army to the fourth kingdom's border. Mm -hmm. Army was decimated, right? And then as he's finding this out in this very private room with both kings or yeah. and then like a few of the knights yeah um they kill the king of the fifth kingdom okay well a few days later i think it was or just maybe shortly after that it's in a flashback some like three weeks after this all happened midas talks in front of his entire court and mm -hmm. he's like the fourth kingdom was decimated he was killed. He was like betrayed by his own messenger. And so like Oren's sitting up there or like standing up there because they're supposed to look like a united front. Yeah. And she's thinking about how this messenger is just getting like he's dead. He can't speak up for himself and he's getting used as the scapegoat for right. Midas's own goals. So then he announces basically his intent to go and claim the fifth kingdom's throne because I guess the, the fifth king had a son who was just too young. And so he's like, I'll help take care of the boy until he's of age and he can take the throne himself. Okay, okay sure. Yeah. Yeah, that'll definitely happen. Um, so they were leaving because the king was already in the fifth kingdom. Oh, so he traveled. Okay, so Midas traveled to this new kingdom to take care of this young boy. And 
not usurp the line and not right. take over the fifth kingdom. Yeah. And so yeah. then his saddles and the and favored one are being escorted to yeah. the fifth kingdom. And then yeah. havoc wreaks. Yes. Yes. Which is to be expected because it's when you're traveling that you're the most vulnerable. vulnerable yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, she's never making it to the fifth kingdom. Yeah. Not under these circumstances. Okay. Well, that fills that void. Cause I was like, I don't know where they're going and why. Like I just yeah. like, completely missed that chapter. I don't know how. Um, okay. That being said. Well, it's also very quick. So it's right. pretty much that like the king is killed by Digby protecting mm-hmm. her. And then the next chapter is just jumps ahead three weeks to them preparing to leave. Okay. And so all of the information is kind of just like fed as like a back, right. as like a flashback. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, preliminary thoughts then or whatever. I'm very spoiled now by books that are 800 pages long and have multiple plots. Yeah. Because I got to the end and I was like, that's it. Yeah. It's just, it just ends there. Yeah. We don't find out until the next book what happens next. Yeah. That felt like a con to me. Yeah, it definitely feels, I mean, not that I haven't read the second or the third. Yeah. But as as far as things go, this just feels like part one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like part one of the book of three parts, you know? Exactly, exactly. I I was very enthralled. But that being said, like, it, it really felt like it just kind of left off at a cliff. I wouldn't even necessarily mm-hmm. call it a cliffhanger. Like, I feel like I just got to the cliff and there's supposed to be right. a bridge there. Yeah. And, like, it's not there. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, like, it, there's no, like, big surprise at the end. Like, because we yeah. know for, like, 100 pages or so that, like, Captain or Commander Rip or whatever is, like, coming. Yeah. And, like, yeah. probably going to take them. Like, yep. so, we like, we already but, know that's um, happening. And then the Red happens, Raiders so. was a bit of a like a red herring. Yeah. In terms of like what the conflict was going to be on their trip there, right? Mm-hmm. It did feel very much like in cartoons when you've got like the little baby fish and then the big fish eats it. Mm-hmm. And then like the yeah. bigger fish comes yeah. and eats both of them. And yeah. then you, re- yeah, you realize there's more. Like, yes. you're like, oh, the Red yes. Raiders. Oh, this is so terrifying. And then like, she gets off the boat and there's just like this massive army. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, okay. I really liked that. There was like, it really felt like there was this depth. I felt mm-hmm. like the last hundred pages were like my favorite part because yeah. you're like actually learning about like, there's that one chapter that's just, just all it's, it's all italicized and it's mm-hmm. just exposition. It was really interesting. That little like talk the, about the, the history. Yeah. The, the history with the Fae. Yes. Um, I liked that chapter. And yeah, so there was like, you learn a lot more and then you realize that you kind of have this like image in your head about like where things are. Is it the last chapter where Midas, it's Midas's point of view and he talks about going to each of the kingdoms. And so you're like, ooh, like you see this like really rich world of like different places. So that's kind of, I really liked that. I think what I liked about the last hundred pages is that Midas wasn't there. Yeah. Because when she's not around him, she's more bearable. Yeah. When she's, like, around him, I'm like, God, stop talking about him for, like, five fucking minutes. Please. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, even when she's, like, standing behind him on that counter, or not on the counter, um, next to the throne counter, um, <laughs> she's, like, acknowledging that he's openly lying. 
Mm-hmm. And then we cut back to like the present time. She's getting ready to leave. And she's just like, oh, I can't wait to be with Midas again. I'm like, yeah. shut up. You already said how like yeah. back, back, like backhanded he is. And he deceived you the entire time. And your response is to just like have sex with him. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, yes, it's very much like an abuse situation. Yeah. I'm not necessarily excusing or like ignoring that. It's just very frustrating to read, which yeah, is I think really why. Read. Yeah. Yes. We, like why, where it cut off. We don't have any closure on this one yet. I know. Yeah. And he calls her like his precious, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've read a few like reviews about this, mm-hmm. like in the past, and it's always been very mixed, which almost makes me want to like read it more because I'm like, I want to know like what this definitely new adult. There's like rape there's torture the detailed rape scene i could have done without because there's even like sex scenes that don't get as much detail yeah i was like there was a point where i was like okay interesting choice to use so much detail with that you know i was keeping an open mind about how far she was gonna go yeah and then there was a point where i was like okay like when with the belt strap like around her i was like that is not like yeah. I was like that it just didn't add to it. Agreed. Like, agreed. Th- so that was kind of problematic for me. And you couldn't really skip the scene. Yeah. You couldn't skip the scene because there was like a massive plot point in the middle of that scene. Yeah. Which is spoiler alert that Oren also can turn things to gold. Yeah. Yeah. But I fully agree. There was a point when I was reading that scene where I was like, I might have to just like skip over this because this is this yeah. is bordering on excessive. Yeah, and, you know, but it, it definitely, like, like the beginning of the book, like, I kind of see, and this is, um, I don't get as frustrated with the main character. The fact that she's kind of, it's frustrating to read. Like, it's frustrating to read, but I'm like, I kind of get it. Like, I definitely get it. Why she, like, loves him so much, because, like, it's definitely, like, a Stockholm Syndrome situation. Like, it's almost like I'm excited to see where she goes from here you know like we're gonna start like almost like really low because this is pretty it's kind of dark it's a dark book I would say it's very very dark like and I say new adult but like it's definitely like a dark romance ish because it's like you're you're dealing with a lot of like real situations that are dark (laughs) for like a better word but I definitely don't I think we've had this conversation before when it comes to like kind of difficult topics Mm -hmm. in books like this and it's not that I'm entirely opposed to their presence within a book I also just I firmly agree when you were like what's the point of this at this point yeah like Um, there's other ways of showing trauma yes than actually describing it yeah um because for those of us with vivid imaginations yeah. right like you I think you've said that before it's like it's really harrowing and so yeah. there's ways that you can portray trauma like and a lot of people use this as um like you hear about it later like mm-hmm. from them like talking about it and they mention it and then you can kind of imagine what they went through like you don't like it's not yeah. detailed out for you maybe it's maybe you don't have to go as far 
yeah. and and still show that there's this thing happening with like the character right yeah. um for her to like feel like threatened and like yeah hurt like there's other ways to do that than having like, this very like explicit yeah like, sexual violence yeah yeah um and i think also to kind of like clarify in your point is that you and i are not coming from a, a point exactly where we have been yeah like sexually assaulted like this yeah so i could also understand people having like a very very visceral reaction to yeah that, to that scene yeah exactly yeah um so trigger warnings <laughs> very much book. a trigger warning on that <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah midas was a creepy slurpy douchebag like <laughs> don't yes. like him and i think kind of going sorry kind of going also back yeah. to what you were saying at the beginning is like having been in situations where i'm liking somebody and not seeing the red flags like many many times especially as like a teenager I, that's 100% the reason she pissed me off sometimes is because I definitely saw too much of my younger self in her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is that's usually, fun. yeah. Yeah. I, I can, I could, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, cause like you, you want to scream at her, but then I'm also yeah. like, I wish I could scream back at like my teenage self about yeah. the dumb boys that I would think these things about, you know? Yeah. And they weren't even kings. They were just stupid teenage boys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he's gross. I really find kind of the, like, since we're kind of in the beginning of the book, yeah. um, this kind of interesting inner dialogue she's having, she talks about how she hates butterflies and then because they're, like, free and then they can, but then she, like, she calls herself a cocoon when she, like, covers herself with her ribbons. Yes. Like, and I thought that was, like, kind of a cute, like, rap on on how she's like feeling um yeah also kind of like this foreshadowing thing foreshadowing like we're, we're waiting to see her break out of that cocoon yes yes that was really exciting to me yes yes yeah um i also noticed there was this part where she and i meant to look up the meaning of the word so maybe you can you've okay you've um defined it for me before but there's dissociating and then there's disassociating and I can't remember which one it is, but uh, disassociating is kind of just a misnomer for dissociation. Okay, it's like dissociation is like the conjuncted version, mm -hmm. which I think technically is the correct version. Okay, but human language is such right. that both are technically correct. Okay, so, yeah. So, um, her and Digby have this like fun, like back and forth a little bit. Yeah, and there's uh the moment where she like throws the lamp and it like shatters and yes. he like comes in and brings her like a new one and and she just talks to him and is like and he she finds like this like smirk on his face or whatever like some kind of like Response. thing from him yeah yeah and she says i latch on to these emotions with him because she knows that midas has like essentially sold her off for a night with Fulton. yeah and so she's emotionally dissociating some kind of response from someone else because she can't she Feel can't face the fact that Midas has like done this to her yeah and I and I love also there sorry I love also no, there's no, like good, that description of her talking about the glass mm -hmm. like crack 
goes deeper and deeper and that's her breaking out of this and yeah. realizing this is all bullshit and there's definitely like because there's this point later on when she's like i don't know with the red raids <laughs> raiders raiders yeah i wasn't reading i was listening to it so i'm like i can't see no, it. That's um, <laughs> that on um, that part um when she's in the ship and the commander and them are coming and they're having dinner and she's talking about oh if like king midas were here and she's like oh and then i thought about midas and was like oh i wish like that's like a habit loop like that's yep. her like that's yep. where i go to feel good about myself and then mm -hmm. like she has to she still has a lot of unlearning to do and so i just yes, love those sure. like insertions of like she, all of this shit's like happening to her and she's like it makes sense that she's going back to that, but yeah. also other things are unraveling because Sale. Don't even speak his name. Don't speak his fucking name. <laughs> I miss him. I cried. I knew he was. Gonna I die. was so I knew sad. He was gonna die. You did, of course. Ugh, oh yeah. I was just like, oh, her new, her new. The boyfriend. second she was introduced My to boyfriend. this naive, sweet young kid out of the Ansel. shanties. Yeah, I was like, there's no way he's leaving the shanties. He's not even yeah. going to make it out of this trip. Um, oh, going back to like the beginning, which so she, like she throws that lamp and everything, right? She absolutely like refuses to acknowledge what's actually happening too. Mm -hmm. She's mm -hmm. kind of, I don't want to say stalking them, but she's like listening in. She's going into every single one of their meetings that she can during that week afterwards mm -hmm. because she's trying to figure out what the plan is, which... I don't even believe that Midas would have saved her. I think it was just the timing of everything. Right. I think he would have fully used her as a distraction if he needed to. I think if if he were to save her, it would be for his gain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, so that he would like have the way his precious. That, <laughs> yeah. The way that that night ended up playing out was that the messenger showed up and she just kind of happened. It happened to be during those events, right? He didn't stop yeah. her from going with folk yeah and he didn't in fact he had the, the opportunity yeah yeah exactly exactly so his whole thing about like i never would have let him touch you is like you let him openly touch her yeah in front of everybody yeah so yeah you probably would have yeah um so the the thing with dissociating is that like it's a it's a coping mechanism yeah it is that that method of like detaching yourself from your current situation whether you're looking ahead to the future, I think it's typically looking to the past. Don't quote me on that. Um, like seeking out like past comforts mm -hmm. in your head, right? Mm -hmm. But that loop that you mentioned as well, very much a part of that. Yeah. Because what Midas has managed to do is create for her where he's the only thing that she can turn back to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when she has to step out of that space. Yeah. Every time she's trying to deny what Midas is so obviously doing, she can also only refer back to good moments with Midas. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, it's definitely a a, a abuse gaslighting yeah. like that and yeah, that's like a tactic. And I like the way that this kind of you like they use the saddles almost to like amplify that. Mm-hmm. Because the other ones hate her so much. And I, mm -hmm. I love Risa. I had a feeling that she was going to turn her favor after uh, the party with Folk. Yeah. 
Because she goes over there and she dances on Falk, so they whole like turn his attentions yeah. away from her and everything. Yeah. But the saddles are kind of coming from the same like point that Aaron is. Because you have mm-hmm. all of that shit that Mist says when they first get captured by the raiders, right? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of it was misplaced because the her her biggest argument was that Sale had yelled to protect the king's favored, right? It doesn't matter because she's also there with you. If that were the case, if Arryn hadn't been there standing with you, if they had protected her and they'd actually gotten away, yes, you could be mad at Arryn. You could be mad at yeah. the king's favored. But you are with captured you. in the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was irrelevant because yeah. they have so many men on you. Also, when you're like an like an official, like official quote unquote mistress of a king or royal prostitute, like this kind of status, it does give you more status, but it's very much tied to how they like you and how like they are perceiving you as or not, I guess not perceiving you, but perceiving your services. Mm-hmm. And so even though there's this definite disconnect between Oren and the other saddles, Oren just doesn't have to perform quite as much, but she's doing the same thing. At the very beginning, when she's talking about how she wishes that she could get more from the king, how she wants more than just like a few minutes here and there, she wants to like be with him and everything. She's also telling herself, I've got it made. I've got it good. I shouldn't yes. like more. And that comes back later because she blames herself for wanting more. Yeah. She blames herself for wanting more than like her cage and everything. And the same like track is just going through the saddles heads as well, because all of them know that if they were a little bit better favor in a little bit better favor with the king, right. then they could have more. That's why they hate Oren. Yeah. It's this imposed hierarchy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And he knows what he's doing too. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me he doesn't. He uses it yeah. as a tool. Yeah, yeah, I I really liked the saddles, and I kind of, I have kind of hope that they're all going to be best buds. Yes, I she's already winning eventually. over Polly. Yeah. What was the man? Was his name Rosh? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think she's going to win him over as well. In like order of who she's going to win over, it's like Risa. She's already got then Polly, then Rosh. Another thing, though, is that, like, why would he make you go in there to watch him fucking them if he knows how much you care about him? You know? Like, to fuck with her? Yeah. Yeah, and that the, the yes, fucking first scene. Exactly, exactly. And, like, I, I also understand when he's like, I like it when you watch me. But that doesn't mean that it's not because he's manipulating her. He could like that he knows he's manipulating her. Yeah, and then there's that she puts on that facade that she doesn't care yep and then once that cracks ugh, it's such this like gross like abusive like and he's just like oh sweetie you know and so Uh, condescending you know yeah yeah Yeah. this is the first time that i sought out some spoilers like very very light spoilers okay i just needed to see like I looked things through we're gonna art. get better <laughs> yeah i looked through art to see like who the who are the men that were being drawn okay because i wanted to make sure that like it wasn't midas all right tell me tell me who you found i saw a couple of good ones of rip okay that's what and i, so saw I don't too. know and that, if he's like that was the spoiler that i saw okay okay that and then, I the, if I, okay about... then you can just tell me well that's all 
is that I was okay. like, they were like embracing. So I was like, okay, so he, okay. maybe he's going to be like a resand who's like, I hope so. You know, it who's actually like a good guy. Much, yeah. It did feel kind of like the beginning of Miss and Fury. Yeah. Where she's just like cut, kind of trying to convince herself that she actually likes the king and all they do is have sex and she's in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. So who, well, maybe the yeah. second one will be closer to that i i hear that the second one's much better that's good a lot of people more people like the second one not that i think this was bad but like oh yeah but it's like bodes well it's it's kind of a hurdle it's a a bit of a hurdle um it's kind it kind of reminds me of like yeah at guitar book one i was thinking that same thing of just like you kind of have to get through it so that she has her journey Mm -hmm. and then you kind of know where she's coming from which is kind of nice um, rather than it just kind of getting me... supplanted into their lives after they've like had all their like yeah. revelations and stuff she reminds me a lot of poppy mm-hmm. in that like i never well, yeah. saw more yeah, yeah that that very um kept yes you know? we're like definite definite differences because poppy yeah. like sought out uh physical things but I think because she had that like slight freedom, Poppy didn't pursue like truth. Whereas there's a lot of times in uh, Oren's times or like Oren's period with the Red Raiders where she's realizing that she's weak. She's not as like, she's been so sedentary that she doesn't have like the physical strength, but also like her, her ribbons she's don't have the strength. She's much more self-aware. Yes. I feel like yes. than Poppy. That's, I think that's they, a good point. Yes, and I, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, one, she had a childhood that was outside of the castle, yeah. which I wish we had more of. Yeah, we that's actually quite a mystery. Yes, yeah. yes. And I think that was on purpose, because I'm inclined to think that she is also Faye. Yeah, because that last line. Yes. That was kind and of And also because, like, part. she can turn things to gold. Mm-hmm. So my question also is whether or not Midas can even do that. Yeah, we've never seen it, have we? Exactly, exactly. And that could be a very good reason for him abusing her and keeping her in a cage. So that she feels, like, convinced that she has to stay with him and stay on his side, whereas he's just keeping his moneymaker. Yeah. Where did I start? You were doing, you were comparing Poppy with Arin. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and so she, yeah, she's got the childhood. She's got the powers that she already knows about. Somewhat. And so I think it's just, <laughs> yeah. there, there's the big thing is the self-awareness. Well, uh, like kind of the inner dialogue, like you were saying, the yeah. um, her no, knowing, like there's even that moment when she's in the cage, she's like, what, what do I do with my spare time? Like, there's no yeah. point for me to exercise. And then that comes back later when she's like, I'm so weak. And yep. then also just like, why would I, like, I will never, like, I was comfortable. I was cozy. Yep, I was too cozy, and and the the guilt that she feels for her position yeah. with the saddles, all of that. Um, That's another thing that makes a lot of her like that that cycle cyclical thinking that she has around Midas yeah. really frustrating. Yeah, because that's what I was going to say. Is see, Poppy like, doesn't have that. Yeah, like Poppy is very aware of like yes. But, like, you can see the, like, the marked difference between who Oren is and who she thinks she has to be as, like, the king's favored. Mm-hmm. 
And so you've got like the the strong street rat that she was for most of her childhood, where she's like, how did I let myself get this weak? Um, yeah. Spends the entire time trying to like unknot her ribbons, comes up with a plan immediately on how to dispose of uh, Captain Fane's body. And then also this love struck codependent yeah. girl, like inner child girl thing that yeah. she can't escape yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, and to edit my last thought, which was Poppy is aware she doesn't have the um, quite the like she was abused, but on a different mm-hmm. in a different way. Like she wasn't From, it, like infancy, basically. Yeah, like she wasn't. Um, I guess like she didn't have like this emotional. Like there's there is a bit of obviously there's emotional abuse, but like what Oren and Midas have is like a real yeah. like visceral thing. And yeah. she didn't really have that attachment with anyone. Like Victor she had Victor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that that's a, like that's eternal. like a big part of it is like like Digby and like Sale are like the first people that show her any kind of like respect for who she is, not what she is. And that's definitely what has been missing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Poppy did have, like, Victor, who was, yeah. like, this, like, really good um, role model that showed her what good and bad is, and she could, like, easily he, navigate. Him and Tawny. Yes. Yeah. A lot of emotional support came out of them. Yeah. And I think I think that, like, the the big difference with their situations, other than, like, the, the big timeline obvious ones, is that like Poppy's was manipulation more so than like abuse. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Midas's is very clearly emotional, mental abuse and manipulation, but more towards abuse because he's doing it for, uh, well, he's doing it for his own game, but then he's also kind of just doing it for power. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of what extent that goes to, whether or not he has powers, like whether or not that theory is true, I don't know. Yeah. But you don't cage somebody up just because you love them and want to protect them. No. That's about control and power. Yeah. And then I guess furthering this this comparison, having Tawny and Victor also was a crutch for Poppy. Mm-hmm. Because she was able to find like solace in them when things got rough. And so those, I remember one of the big complaints we both had about her in the beginning was those moments when you can see her like almost ask the right the right questions and then she would just flip and she would ignore it right because yeah. she would put up those mental walls she refused to go past yeah and those like mental walls are to poppy what these like the midas thinking is for Oren. yeah yeah she it was almost like because she had tawny and victor she didn't have to seek out truth as yeah. uh starkly which it's is like, like not their fault at all yeah ex- uh, yeah exactly like she was yeah. just safe enough right yep which i mean technically for the most part she was now that we know what we know yeah, yeah. wrong book but just tangent <laughs> yeah. like she now that we know that she is the queen's daughter she nothing bad would have actually ever happened to her right the only difference is, like, the queen would have eventually, like, raised her to be evil. Yeah. 
which would have been terrible obviously yeah but like she wasn't ever actually in immediate danger yeah ironically enough whereas like Oren definitely is from the very beginning yeah yeah let what what did you think of her ribbons i wish we'd gotten more explanation the only thing we get is that like they just started growing in one day doesn't say when it happened and that it hurt yeah. when it was happening yeah just and then like imagine it was yeah and then like a little bit later she's like oh and i have 24 of them <laughs> oh yeah i thought they were just they like go- right here like one yes. or two the reason that i think she's fey other than like the obvious which is that like she kind of says that everyone has a little bit of fey blood in them because it's been so long since that bridge had been opened that's why mm-hmm. people have magic but she describes uh the commander's spikes mm-hmm. along his spine similarly to yeah. her ribbons like the way that they go right and so i was like oh okay so maybe it's a fey thing to have like these appendages appendages yes yeah especially because she can control them Mm -hmm. well i liked how she was able to use them to take sail down that was really cool um and i'm wondering if she's able to strengthen them as well because i was talking about how weak she was and then like how like they were weak and then there was that moment when they glowed Mm -hmm. when they were trying to move uh fane's statue yes so that was interesting because the sun came up because there was a point where i was like why isn't she doing anything yes yes (laughs) like and i don't know if i want to get into that small little moment where i was like why aren't you doing anything why aren't you doing anything because then all of a sudden right the sun comes up and And something has power to do with the sun and i really liked this connection too because there was like multiple times where she's like bright side bright side right mm-hmm. like it was just kind of almost this like foreshadowing and you know that she never sees the sky like yep. it's always snowing it's you know she never sees the sun so she's, she's always she's... trying to look up to the atrium yeah is that what they're called yeah she's like it's always covered in snow yeah she can't see through it yeah yeah so it's it's not very clear yet because this is the first time this has happened but it seems that she gets physical strength and or emotional mental strength maybe i'm hoping (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah because i'm like can't you do where literally where are your ribbons at girl like yeah that were the sharp edges he's not not wearing his pants anymore i believe he had a knife in those that you could easily grab right now yes yeah i know i think that like she freezes so often and i'm like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, she she's easily yeah she that's that's true i should think about that freezing she does freeze people freeze um yes she so anyways the sun comes up and then all of a sudden she's just like and i just love that and then i love that she like hits her risa hits the dick yes (laughs) and she's like that that did feel good even though like her hand is probably broken (laughs) yeah I wouldn't be surprised if Rip also knows what they did to the body. Right. He knows because she looked out at what would have been the back of the ship. Yeah. When they leave. And there's just the whole army there. Yeah. And so you, like, she was looking around to see if any of the other, like, if anyone was there, right? When she was looking out the window to make sure nobody would see Captain Fane. It's 
entirely possible that literally any number of the thousands of people that were in that army saw what she did yeah i i love the i love the imagery though of just him with his like dick up in the, in the yes. snow and they're like she was like i felt satisfied <laughs> <laughs> i also like not just that but his look of surprise that was frozen on his yeah. face that that made me feel better yeah slightly better but yeah yeah so the question is then does Fane know that she can turn people gold because if he success suspects that she's a fae sorry yeah, yeah. rip Fane definitely knows yes <laughs> because if he suspects that she's fae then he could also suspect that she has similar abilities right one of my theories theories is not necessarily book theory i guess like sub 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 theory is that the bird that she talks about Mm. that's in the cage that one day just turned to solid gold did not one day just turn to solid gold that at some point midas without saying anything turned him turned the bird from living gold to solid gold oh because i remember early on she says something about how that kind of inevitability is just waiting her. Yeah. But there's plenty of things like in the castle that aren't solid gold. So you've got like the curtains that they talk about, mm-hmm. all of the dresses, her threads, like all these kinds of organic materials that are still flowy. Right. That she never mentions any of them ever turning solid gold. So and, maybe like, he can only do that but she turns things solid i don't know but i think that i think that he actually turned the bird solid and then lied and said that the bird one day just did it out of nowhere yeah so it was kind of like this mirroring of what trying to like create this like unnecessary ear for her yeah yeah but that's also like what got me onto that sorry what the, the other thought was when we hear about the bird we don't hear about anything else like growing out of it when it comes to like the ribbons you know yeah so then the assumption would be that the ribbons predate her being gold touched right or that like even if they came afterwards they're unrelated right she would have let's see here when we get the flashbacks i think she said she's like 15 in the one with midas and there's no mention of her being gold touched at that point right because they're out first laying out his plans yeah they're like out on the they're like out in the world yeah they're They're like traveling or something yeah yeah before he's talking about how he's going to go to the king of the sixth kingdom at that point right we also don't know where she's from i think we kind of assume Mm -hmm. she's from the sixth kingdom but we don't technically know that's confirmed yeah there is that um poem at the end i didn't read it it's interesting actually okay okay give me a minute and i will read it i'm just gonna read it in my head okay so okay 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 so that does leave me inclined to think that he does not have powers well yes i think because there's the moment when he's using her to get money. Yes. So I'm wondering if debts. he was also a street rat. 
yeah. and found this. Um, well, we do get she the background the on how they met. Yeah. How, Which what is was... that, like, he saved the day when she, the town that she was staying in was uh, uh, invaded by raiders. Right. Not right. the Red Raiders, not the pirates, but, like, she was basically, her and all of the women from this town were in the back of a caravan. Right. And him and probably other men, I assume, came out and saved the day. Okay. But she is the one who's described as golden at the beginning of this mm-hmm. when they're first meeting. Not him. Uh, um, uh, the poem? Yes. Yeah. So we don't really know what his status was at the beginning. So I'm almost yes. wondering if he's like not, doesn't have money or anything. There's some implication around his status beforehand just to do with like um how like when we hear about him proposing to the princess because she doesn't have powers when we hear about their history together Midas and Oren that's where like those are the only spots where we hear about where he came from Mm -hmm. which isn't even much it's like we know about we know less about him than we do about her the implication being that he kind of like rose from nothing right picked himself up by his bootstraps and created a life for himself right so it is interesting to think because the way it's i guess told makes it seem like he was already well on his way to doing that when he met Oren. Mm-hmm. But the poem also implies otherwise. That that she was the one that like got him. That it was yeah. very much meeting her that did that for him. Could be a combination. Like yeah. he might have like gotten to some kind of, but yeah. He um, might have just lucked out when he found her. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I like the end of it where he pull he was so angry that he pulls his hair out. And then that's what makes her grow. So it's almost like he has to sacrifice mm-hmm. parts of himself so that she can glow. So now that she's away from him, right, and sees the sun and now has her own, like, her power back, I kind of like that, like, analogy. Yes. Like, pulling bits of him just out of her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also... Thinking of, like, Midas as gold-touched is, like, from the story, right? The old mm-hmm. fairy tale. But her name, A-U, is, like, gold. Yeah. I knew you'd know something about that. I was like, Arn probably means something. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, has like, like her a name is pretty name. much golden. Yeah. Yeah. So that also implies that... I was that kind of waiting to find out either name. that, like, she had a different name previously right but it would also make sense i guess that she was always gold touched right like it did the name supersede mm-hmm. or the power I'm, my i'm inclined to say the power now yeah and i'm i mean all three books are out so i my theories are kind of obsolete yeah no one cares but- <laughs> if you've read the books you know exactly i am more inclined (laughs) to think that midas just doesn't have powers Uh, yeah i mean we literally haven't seen them so yep and we've seen her do it yeah so far our theory stands yes (laughs) there is no evidence to suggest otherwise (laughs) i do have to say a little bit of evil genius on his part not that he's pretty much every move wasn't but 
the fact that he would continually give folk gold because his power was to multiply things yeah and so he's basically got this whole second bank right that was low-key genius yeah that's like what crypto guys you, think they're doing yeah because you're literally not sacrificing anything yep yep okay i wish we'd gotten more out of digby yes before he did he die uh i don't think no so. that's we right that's right see a body <laughs> that's right later she was like i hope he's still out there and i'm like okay noted because i couldn't remember yes. what happened to him. <laughs> he was part of the group that uh rode off right at the very beginning of the raiders attacking like they uh -huh. think it's going to be an avalanche so they're riding off to go find it and they're like the messenger should have been back by now and so they all ride off and then mm -hmm. the raiders attack right and so it could be okay okay so who do we think tipped off the raiders and then who yes. do we think tipped off rip and the commander i think it was digby oh do you, think, do you think digby's a double agent i think so <gasps> oh i hope he's made so. a lot of efforts to stay very close to her yes yes right and that's what sales said like he chose you like he wanted yes. to like work for you so there's definitely yes. he's got some kind of motive whether it be commander rips and hers mm -hmm. benefit yeah i'm inclined to think that he's working for rip and yeah. the, the fourth kingdom. so it's like for he's he's double agent for rip but it's also kind of in her favor hopefully because yes. we all yes. hope that she just goes to Valeris, to the night court. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just has bliss, fairy bliss with Commander Rip. That the Fourth Kingdom is not this land of rot and ruin like everyone else thinks, but it's actually secretly a utopia. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. See, I, th I think Digby is alive. I think he's a double agent. And I do think he's working for the betterment of Orin. Mm-hmm. Because I, I have, like, I have a feeling, okay, this one's not a theory, this is just, like, me thinking about things, but when she talks about the fact that, like, Rip is just pure fae, mm -hmm. and then she goes into a little bit of the history, gives a little bit of context, and mm -hmm. then talks about how people in their kingdom no longer trust fae because of a betrayal a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And how the Seventh Kingdom was completely decimated. Uh, ever since, like, reading the Hunger Games, I don't know if you ever, like, read the books or watched the movies, they are broken up into 13 sectors. Mm -hmm. And that's how they keep control. The government keeps control there. Something, like, so long ago to the present day of that, that series, the 13th, which was the, like, arms production within their country had tried to do an uprising and the capital decimated 13 right well we find out during the third book that actually that was a lie mm. that 13 has been alive the entire time because they they made like weapons of course they know how to survive weapons and so we find out that while well, the entire country has thought 13 was just gone it's actually been spending the last few decades like building itself back up, mm -hmm. thriving, recreating a new kind of government, like waiting for the day that they could overthrow right. the capital like a rebellion. and take the yeah. country back, right? 
ever since that moment, any time in a book, I hear about a city that's been lost. Like lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I'm not like, lost yet. Is it though? So, is yeah. it? It seems like a great way to throw in a plot twist to me. Yeah. <laughs> the level of trust is very, very low when it comes to those things. Yeah. Um, so I am inclined to feel as though either the fourth kingdom or the seventh kingdom are not what we believe them to be. Mm-hmm. The fourth kingdom because of like it's this, this rotten swamp and the seventh kingdom because it's supposedly gone if that's yeah. the case how are you finding these like full-blooded fae like rip yeah and so i do feel like possibly the connection between rip and Arin goes a little bit deeper just because potentially she's fae and midas has just been actively like maybe potentially possibly when he's abusing her like this when he's manipulating her he's also depleting her actual like power power yeah like she doesn't think she has power so she doesn't i love i love how fantasy books do that where they're yeah. like personal power is like somehow connected to their like to their actual like magic power, power. Yes, yes yes i like to think that my magical power is enhanced when my personal power is yes. rife <laughs> yes it is it is that is like it very is much, it is it is it's very much put on display when they're trying to move Fane's body mm-hmm. because she pretty much she just kind of reaches this point where she's like mm-hmm. i this has to fucking move i mm-hmm. cannot let this happen we yeah. let us be caught like this and like yes i think the sun did play a factor like you were saying but i think there was also the element of like her personal power in yeah. that moment of realizing what she could do yeah and then doing it i do have kind of a theory-ish thought-ish theory thought okay. <laughs> yes um <laughs> it's when okay so this is my hope is that digby and commander rip and like the fourth are like good people yeah, and they know that she is like a god or fae or something, mm-hmm. and they know her history. It's kind of like a poppy situation where everyone yeah. knows who she is, but her. Yeah, and I'm hoping that like because it would make sense that Digby would like want and risk his life for her, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like why why else would he be interested in her specifically? He killed a king for her. Yeah, and. Because to me, it doesn't seem like he's just doing this for Rip. He, mm-hmm. It seems like he's doing this for a larger cause that includes kind of... her. Yeah. Like, she is, like, the key to, like, mm-hmm. right? I wouldn't be surprised if he is also some kind of fae, and he's just mm-hmm. made a very concerted effort to hide his powers. Yes. Because that would give him skin in the game when it comes to reuniting Rip and her for some, or uniting them, or, like, reuniting fae people generally mm-hmm. yeah but yeah i would give him skin of the game if like that's what it is because other than like the the political conflict that you've got going on with midas which at this point feels like small potatoes mm-hmm. the introducing the rift between fae people and like humans introduced like a very very large conflict that's exactly what conflict. i was gonna say yeah i was yeah. like it, it it there does seem to be like more of like 
a bigger picture now after that like kind of chapter which I really appreciated like oh this is like this really beautiful story of like fae and humans like living in harmony and then one fae came to power and just like closed ruined it all the door um yeah and so it would be cool if that was like what they were fighting for yeah agreed and it would make sense that she has been fed this lie about the fourth yeah because she's in the wrong castle <laughs> yep she's in the en- enemy territory essentially yep. especially if she's fae if she's fae yes, yes. like she's definitely kept it on a tight leash yeah mm-hmm. oh I love, I love this i'm so excited to see what happens now like good things there was this moment where when we're first introduced to rip she has like her little internal where she's talking about where all of the spikes are on him and how yeah. you can feel his presence and he how tall he is and she is like he's fey and then i think so then we get the the short little italicized historical chapter we jump back to the present and she says something about like i wonder if the king knows what he's got as if you have to stay hidden if you're fae and i'm like if he doesn't know considering the fact that there are upwards of like 20 plus spikes coming out of this man's body that is very unlikely is it is it part of him or is it his armor? It's part of him. Okay. So she she was like, people talk about it being his armor, but you can see it in his okay. like arms. And she could, the way it felt or is implying when she was describing the ones on his back also is that his like armor goes around it, which she's probably familiar with because of the way all of her dresses are designed to both release her ribbons and also hide the fact that they're part of her body. Right. And so my guess is that the way the armor was structured around his back, it accentuated the fact that the spikes came out of his his skin. Okay. And then they talked about, like, at the very, very, very end, when he takes off his helmet and he's sitting in front of her and she's like, I know what you are. He's got scales mm-hmm. on his face as well. Yeah. And little horns. No, like, yeah, little dull little ones along ones. His, his eyebrows. Yeah, I, I have a feeling she's in, like, the one one of the few. Or that the fourth is trying to create this kind of, like, fey human utopic yes. place where they're figuring out how to let them coexist, you know? Yeah. That's exciting. I hope so. Me too. Me too. Now she's in... I hope she's in good hands. Me <laughs> too. I hope she finds Digby. I think yeah. the one thing that would bother me about the potential of Digby running off that time and like him if he is the the person who tipped off the commander is that Sale died in the process mm-hmm. and that like other other people that he worked with died in the process you know yeah but we also haven't seen him again maybe he's also beating himself up about it yeah I really liked Sale me too and when he died i kind of teared up i didn't kind of teared up i did teared up yeah and it was it was sad because vivid writing i would say yes and this is like another artistic choice right is to is to go far 
Mm-hmm. Right. And so there is this level of fear that you have for these characters. You yeah. know, it's not, it's not very cushiony where you're like, oh, but they'll, they'll be fine. No, I'm like literally worried for their like well-being all of the yeah. time. And yeah. that's, and that's kind of part of the artistic choice of, of creating a world that's really scary. This is yeah. a really dark world that they live in. And I feel like just every detail of like the guy, Thane, putting snow on his head. Yeah. And it just dripping down. And then him just getting stabbed was just like, the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I was so upset. So upsetting. That was one of those power moves that was like, mm-hmm. I think it's like I rubbing that. salt. It's just like adds yeah. so much more pain to it, you know? Yes, yes. I think that part I enjoyed because it it conveyed what it needed to without yes. giving us like very explicit violence. Yes. Yes. Um I like I do like the way that she slows things down though to get that vivid. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like it's going pretty fast. Like he she kind of jumps through the scene. Like the part of that scene where he's like abusing and like uh-huh. bullying Sale. Yeah. But then the moment that he takes out his knife to stab her, to stab him, it slows down to like a page and a half for maybe mm-hmm. three seconds of of action. Yeah. Which is like the the knife stabbing, her screaming. There's probably like two paragraphs about and her crawling. scream and what happened. Yeah. And then running over to Sale, holding him as he's dying that whole i love the way she she wrote that yeah well and i like this really it's this really short connection that they have like mm-hmm. and i say short because i don't really know exactly how long their journey was but like in the book i felt like there was a significant part of the book with sale mm-hmm. and this really great camaraderie that they have and then him having this in this like really desperate situation of being kidnapped, having someone who can speak to you without yeah. speaking to you and like understand you without, you know, needing much. And that was something that she really needed. Yeah. It was a very visceral way to capture that in someone in such a short, I feel like kind of a short amount of time also. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then to take it away was like really sad. <laughs> yeah, I think we needed to see her make that other connection though, mm-hmm. because otherwise she would have spent the whole time pining after Midas. Exactly. And that's and I, yeah. I love that because it it wasn't like we just fell in love with someone and then they died for nothing. I I, yeah. I liked that they really like it added something to Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even as much as I love Digby, obviously. Yes on brand for me yes he doesn't give her much like the smirks are the extent of what she gets yeah so she doesn't get anything from him for the most part which has been imperative to him keeping his his role with her so i don't blame him for that yeah quick note on that though i do think that like it's important also that digby doesn't show much to her because it's what he does that counts is how yeah. how much shit does Midas like give her you know and lies and I kind of liked that that like he's there by his actions 
he's yeah there. no one he's like mm-hmm. the steady presence especially in the weeks after the attack right yeah because she talks about waking up from nightmares and he's already there and kills the king and yeah but in terms of like what you need as a human she doesn't get it from anywhere mm-hmm. she doesn't have friendship from mm-hmm. the other saddles she doesn't get it from midas because anytime she asks for more than sex he laughs at her calls her sweetie and talks like he monologues mm-hmm. to her like he's a fucking mm-hmm. villain yeah that was the point when i was like yeah i don't like him yeah and so sale was the first time that we've seen her experience actual friendship yeah yeah and that's yeah that's definitely why it hurt yeah oh, and so- he, d- he died because he was just trying to defend her mm-hmm. stand up for her yeah as misplaced as that might have been in the moment yeah because there were much worse things to come but yeah 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 I'm excited for book two, which we have to wait another season. It's I kind of, it, I kind of like this though. It's fun. Cause then you have like overlapping. Cause now we're going to do like the Wicked King. It draws things out a little bit more. Yeah. So we're not just like binging everything. Yeah. It's I like it. It's healthier for me. It's healthier for us. Yeah. And it, yeah. and it also helps us exercise restraint. <laughs> yes. It's something that I could always use a little bit more of. Um, yeah. Especially like joking as i was earlier about being spoiled to these really really big books it's also nice to occasionally read like a 300 page book you know yeah yeah i really i really liked it because you i i feel like there was enough character development and adventure yeah and it was like very stimulating it was a really cool world yes yes that that kind of finally showed itself towards the end Mm -hmm. but we you know so I, I i feel like we got everything out of it yeah and in a day's and it read was a, it was <laughs> yeah. an easy read yeah, yeah it was an easy read it wasn't this near thousand page book that we're like balls deep in for two and a half weeks so. yeah 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 i like it well what are we doing next week melissa so our next episode is a bookish episode we're going to be talking about characters but a lot of characters so we're going to yeah. come in with a few uh we're going to start easy on ourselves, talk about characters we love to hate, talk about characters we'd be best friends with. We'll probably subcategorize it a little bit further once we get into it. But yeah, that is our next episode. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the uh, characters we love to hate because I feel like that's just as important sometimes. Yes. <laughs> that is going to be a very easy category for yes. to discuss. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So yes, that is, cool. that so is next our week. plan for next week. Yep. I'm excited. All right. Until next time. Until next time. Happy reading. Happy reading. Bye. Bye.